another episodic podcasting adventure. It's Zagamania! Gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Talkamania. I'm your co-host Dez, here with the boozerweight himself, J-Bum. Hey, I like that intro. I, You know what? If I'm ever a wrestler, I'm going to use boozerweight, because it's true. I I just felt like that just that one hit the mark with you. It accurately describes, describes you, my friend. Dude, I'm not going to lie. These NHL playoffs are like, oof. Not only is the stress taking like time off my life but the amount of booze that i've been take in taken is just too much oh i can imagine man but yeah that's it we are recording tonight it is a stanley cup final game seven boston bruins j-bomb is he's just you can see him he just got the diaper on man you wearing uh, it? i got literally you you could see me i can't see you so oh, he's got tums. i got tums <laughs> in my hand for this recording uh we're about two hours away from puck drop in boston and uh yeah i'm shitting my pants here I kind of envy you, but don't envy you because I remember those feelings where your team goes deep and you think something's gonna. This is this is it. This is as close this as it gets right down to the wire, right? So we'll see though. Uh, Jay Bomb's gonna be really excited. They do. Well, we're talking about it. I'm sure he'll be tweeting out some shit too. But uh, yeah, we're recording a little bit early tonight so we can go watch the game. Maybe I'll just go long winded and keep you here and make you miss everything. <laughs> you fucker! I can't see you. That's what's so weird. Uh, Discord is 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 acting up. Des could see me. I can't see him. Um, it's gonna be, it's gonna be special. Tonight's gonna be special. There's nothing going on in WWE. That that hurts us. No, that's <laughs> it. Yeah, we were talking about how we're gonna get through this week's podcast. So we're gonna attempt. We're gonna try. Um, there are some things to talk about. And we'll go over it. But just there's not much going on, and I just feel like wrestling is just honestly like you said last week. You're like, you said WWE is shit, and you're like, finally, like Mike's kind of come to the realization of this. <laughs> and you're right. It's like I don't know. I just didn't enjoy watching it this week. It's it's garbage. It's been tough. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. I, I know you watched Moxley, Moxley versus Juice finally, so that must have been fun. So yeah, what I did was this weekend before it wrapped up, I watched uh, I watched the match of Moxley and Juice Robinson. Uh, you're right. He wrestled a different style. He drops a lot of the move sets and stuff that he was doing before. A little, he's definitely a lot more aggressive. He legit bit him open. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, like, worked on that eye with his teeth. And there's, like, a picture I saw online of him, like, yanking the eye skin. But, uh, yeah, that's intense. Like, he can just bite people open. Is that it? It's, like, it's like a new blade. I, I mean, I'll take it. Uh, did you see the point where Juice uh, front flipped off, like, the entrance and totally missed him? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I could have broken his tailbone or some shit. He man. looked a little bit messed uh, up after, not going to lie. He looked like, I don't know if he was just selling it really well. I don't know if you have to sell a move like that, but he looked pretty banged up. Well, I didn't know where he was going. I was like, why is he going up so high? And like, wouldn't Ambrose just follow him? But uh, yeah, the match itself was pretty good. I mean, I like the aggression. He, he he did the dirty deeds. I don't know if that's what he's calling it anymore. But then he did his, his death. Well, I don't know if it's called a death rider or if it's coincidentally the announcers were saying death rider at the time he was doing the move and the fans kind of rolled with it. Uh, because his next match that I saw him take on uh, versus Shota Minu, sorry, Mino, 
uh, he, he, he hit the regular double arm DDT and got the win. So maybe he's busted out for a special occasion. Maybe he's still sticking with the double arm DDT. Uh, but it's cool. It definitely was great to watch these matches. And I watched also Jericho versus Okada. I heard that it kind of didn't live up to expectations. Yeah, I didn't watch it. Uh, we've seen Okada. We've seen Okada in these matches that just, you know, they go on. They're really drawn out with Kenny Omega. They're kind of like these, I guess, massive stories told in the ring. And I don't know. I thought it, it doesn't get its fair shake. I thought the match itself was pretty good. I think it was a better match for Jericho that I've seen in a while. Uh, and I think he trimmed down just a little bit, Jericho. Not, like, immensely, but he was in a little bit better shape. And I don't know. The fact that he's as old as he is and he's wrestling still in these caliber kind of matches, like, I don't know. It wasn't an awful match. I'll say that the least. It wasn't bad. I mean, he's not far off from guys like Goldberg and Undertaker, who had, you know, probably the greatest match in, in Saudi Arabia history. Uh, yeah, the greatest <laughs> match. And the thing about that was they put it in as the main event, man. Yeah. Like, that is your main event, Bill Goldberg, The Undertaker. And it's funny because... You were talking a while back and saying that it's okay. There's a place for these kind of matches. Let them have their own matches, these relics. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that way, you know, it's just adding another card to the match to the card. And, uh, yeah, I kind of was... Lots of people were criticizing this match. I was interested about it. I've been saying for weeks now. I'm looking forward to seeing this match and how it was going to play out. Who's going to win? Who's going to do the job? And the match itself, I didn't have high expectations. So when it first started off... It wasn't too bad. There were some okay moments. But then as soon as Goldberg smacked his head in the corner, did you go back and watch the yeah, match? Yeah, no, yourself? I went back. That was uh, the only match from the entire pay-per-view I went back and watched just because you told me that it's it's worth seeing the dumpster fire. Yeah, that that's kind of the best way to describe it, I guess you could say. And you think you see Goldberg busting his head yeah. open. He's not the first time he's done that either. Uh, he's obviously loopy at that point, right? He, he's trying to get, get his bearings, trying to get his grounding and... Doesn't really get it together. He almost kills Undertaker with uh, Jackhammer. That was pretty nasty. (laughs) Uh, And and then, you know, they do the reverse tombstone um, spot, and they just, Goldberg collapses. And Undertaker just pretty much is like, lie down, boy, and just like chokeslams him. The shittiest chokeslam. Really weak chokeslam. Yeah. Next to that Hogan chokeslam, it's it's probably one of the worst. And then, you know, Goldberg, the mythical Goldberg that the Undertaker wanted, gets beaten out by a chokeslam. So... Uh, you saw the look on Undertaker's face afterwards? Yes, yeah, I think that summed it up. Clearly not happy, but, I mean, that's the question. How hard, well, look, you knock him for being clumsy, obviously Goldberg going into the corner too uh, too fast and too far. Obviously, he's hasn't wrestled in the rings in a while. Maybe they've changed in terms of, like, the depth of the ring posts and stuff. But regardless, you know, he's been clumsy. He's hurt himself quite a few times, um, but a man with a concussion, you know, like, are you can you really hold that against Goldberg? I don't think you'd hold it against Goldberg. I think I think considering everything that happened and considering, you know, how not really ring ready either of them are, the match wasn't like I know I called it a dumpster fire, but for them it wasn't that bad. And like you said, you know, the guy's concussed. He could have stopped. So I guess we can give him some props for keep for keeping going there. I just think it's a mistake of WWE to have one booked the match and two made it the main event. I don't mind them booking the match because that is a kind of a, I guess, a fantasy booking. And obviously you can't go back in time and have it. So I like to see them have the attempt of at least having it in a modern era. Like at least you're getting it. Yeah, that's true. But I didn't have high hopes and you can't have high expectations. But for these kind of events like Saudi Arabia, you know, they're kind of buying their matchups. You know, this event, I kind of consider it just a wash. You know, not really much happens, not much story progression. 
It's just putting on a show in Saudi Arabia. And my, I guess my tripe was having it as a main event was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> if you know you have these guys that can only go like three, four minutes in the ring, I don't know. I mean, I and the heat... I heard it was so yeah. hot down there, like over 100 degrees by ringside. And if you're wrestling around, like you have a concussion, you're sweaty, you're old. Like it's just a, a recipe for disaster. So I'm not surprised it went as bad as it was. That's two, it's, another, it's another event with Undertaker that ended up being a dumpster fire in Saudi Arabia. People are saying that they shouldn't wrestle anymore. Goldberg went out and said, you know, look, uh, yeah, it wasn't the match I wanted. I concussed myself. You know, all you guys that are laughing at me have fun with it. Uh, Jericho is defending them. Uh, there's other people stepping in and defending them as well, too. Undertaker liked somebody's message online that was saying, like, let these guys rest in peace. You know, don't <laughs> keep having them wrestle. You know, it was a time to, to end this. And, uh, you know, who knows where it goes from there. Uh, I think this match could have been a lot better. I think if Goldberg wouldn't have hit his head and busted his head open and got the concussion, it would have been a lot better. He would have probably had the proper power to lift him up when he needed to. Let's hope. Uh, so I, don't, I won't necessarily completely knock this on their age. I think it also had to do with the fact that the guy knocked himself out. So, you know, shitty. Man, it was shitty. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> All right. Before we talk. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm sorry, Goldberg. <laughs> Before we move on, Des, tell our listeners where they can find us. Right. So make sure to follow us on, on, talk, sorry, on Twitter at underscore Talkamania and on Instagram. Check us out, Talkamania. And if wherever you get your podcastic kicks, wherever you want to listen to us, Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, we are all there. And of course, every Thursday morning at 11 o'clock, our episode airs on Full Press Radio, so check that out. And we have another live kickoff show, this one for WWE Stomping Grounds, Sunday, June 23rd, 5 p.m. That's also on Full Press uh, Radio. Check them out on Twitter at FP Coverage and our buddies at FPC underscore wrestling. Our website is usual, www.talkamania.com. Go buy some merch. Support us. Get us to go to some more events. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Talkamania. And if you... I've been off the Twitch wagon. You know, I'm going to blame it on the playoffs. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Talkamaniacs. And I just want to take a quick second here. Uh, shout out to our friends, Chris and Leanne Rucker. They're going through some uh, some pretty shitty times right now. They have some issues with uh, with one of their kids. So a quick shout out to them if they're listening and uh, sending all the positive vibes from Canada down to them. All right, let's, let's get to the wrestling portion of the show uh we're gonna do things a little bit differently in this episode just because of the lack of stuff that is truly going on in the wwe um we're gonna be doing a quick uh, quick recap of the news that's going around the wrestling world and then i'm actually gonna pick des's brain on on where he thinks things are headed in the wwe um so let's go and let's get going right now um john cena is officially part of the fast and furious cast and apparently he gets boners when he wrestles What's the connection? <laughs> I just wanted to throw in the boner thing. I don't know if you saw the articles today, but he admitted to to getting boners while wrestling in the ring. I heard like a rumor about that like a year or so ago, and like, what? What did he say? What, what, what he just said it's inevitable. It's just a thing that the body does. And you know what? I, I, he's not the first uh, combat sports guy that's mentioned that. I mean, I'm sure there's a, a bunch of weird juices flowing. 
Um, so whatever, he gets boners in weird juices blowing. <laughs> what is this? What is this weird juice? You almost slept that one by me. I was like, weird juice. Male testosterone flowing through the body and the brain waves, mm-hmm. causing John Cena to have boners. But we remember Jack Swagger, right? He ended up winning that MMA fight or whatever go. it was, and he's like, I got a boner, man. Rocker. Like that's. <laughs> Yeah, that's a little bit too descriptive. But uh, interesting. I guess that's maybe why he wore the jeans. It's a little bit tougher to see, a little bit harder to, I guess, penetrate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, cool. Whatever. He's in Fast and the Furious. He's starting his movie career. He's doing what The Rock did. He's trying to do, replicate that, right? He's trying to, okay, well, now I'm going into Hollywood, and he's he's getting these parts. He grew his hair out. Um, so, you know, it was funny. I thought The Rock is the one who got him into the movie, but apparently it was Vin Diesel. Well, maybe The Rock is out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Vin Diesel brought John in. Yeah, they're downgrading. They're downgrading. But who knows? Uh, to tell you the truth, I don't think I've seen a Fast and the Furious movie since the first one. So whatever. Those kind of movies don't really do it You know for what? Me. Same here. I've seen the first two, I think. Maybe I saw the and second one. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't watch a lot of movies. But it's like, it's like is it just like kind of copy-paste with a certain kind of change in storyline? Just they race I would assume they're just racing and other then, gangs. And, <laughs> and then they hit the, the NOS, whatever, and then they take off and... And car flips and I don't know. Pretty much, People man. kiss and make out and have sex. It just, I don't know. If you guys like Fast and Furious, sorry that we just shit all over it, but whatever. Wasn't there one of them where, like, all the cars turned against, like, they had, like, a programming inside of them and they turned, like, against the city and they would drive themselves? I fucking like, hope attack. not. I really, really fucking I, hope I not. I think there was something like that. If it wasn't, it was another movie. Was it? such a stupid story. Was line. it but I have Transformers? A I have a feeling... I have a feeling it was like one of the later Fast and the Furious. Guys, let us know if we're right or if we're wrong. Usually you let us know, so please do. Uh, I just remember that story and being like, are you kidding me? You see them driving out of all like the big, uh, those lots that they have and shit. The big takeaway here is John Cena gets boners in the ring. Yeah, and he's going to get boners in a car now. (laughs) Uh, This week's new episode of Being the Elite was released. Uh, There was a nice little feature at the beginning of Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. And uh, I don't know if you had a chance to check it out. But they were they were featured at the beginning. And they were featured a few times in it, and uh, very excited to see these guys, you know, get going with their AEW career. Yeah, no, I have not watched it. I know you told me to do some homework on watching that this week. I have had not had any time with work and building a shed in my backyard. That's been taking a lot of my time. I cut my finger really bad too <laughs> this past weekend. Oh, yeah. Should have posted pictures of that on Instagram. I was buying some stone tablets and I had to put them in my car and I need to take a, a bag. I have a bag or two of like empty cans I was going to recycle. So I put them into my trunk. But when I grabbed the bag, I put my finger into the hole of the can. And then when I picked it up, it just kind of turned around the, the edge of the can and just like instantly cut right into my finger. And it was nasty because I pulled it open. I could like see pretty deep into my finger. You plated yourself. Pretty much. Yeah. And uh, anyways, so, so the guy who was helping move the tablets, I had to have him do it, the rest of them, because like blood was just pissing down my hand. <laughs> it, was, it got all over my car and everything, all over the side of the car door. Like It looked like a murder scene. But uh, yeah, man, been bleeding, been building, and been working, and it was my birthday, and I'm behind on shit, so catch me up, Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, what is it all about? Uh, it was just kind of, you know, a little introduction playing on them. They were in the, uh, they were in the supermarket shopping for groceries, and he had Jungle Boy on his shoulders. So... That's what do they get for groceries together? I'm like, I'm quite. What does a Luchasaurus eat? What does a Jungle Boy eat? They went down the cereal aisle and they went to the meat aisle. Jungle Boy told him no, and they ended up getting bananas. And that's that's pretty much the whole clip. It was just a funny little dude, dad. You know, at the beginning of being elite this week, he didn't get any meat. Luchasaurus, he went with bananas. No, Jungle Boy made him go with bananas because he's a Jungle Boy. 
I know, but you think that Luchasaurus should be allowed to eat meat. Well, some dinosaurs don't eat meat. Maybe he's well, a herbivore. Clearly a, luchas- Lu- clearly a luchasaurus. Is, <laughs> he's, he would be a carnivore, I would think. Uh, but I'm surprised. They he should have walked with like a big like T-bone steak, like Fred Flintstone style or some shit. It was also announced on the same episode that there's going to be a four-way match at Fighter Fest. And Fighter Fest is starting to wrap up into a pretty good pay-per-view. But Hangman Page, Jimmy Havoc, Jungle Boy, and MJF are going to be in a four-way hmm. at Fighter Fest. So we're going to see Jungle Boy in the ring. I'm pretty excited about that. I know, I know you've been a fan of him on the indies. Yeah, I've been watching him a little bit too. So, guys, if you're not familiar with him, check out the match. You're going to be pleasantly surprised. Like you said, the event's starting to shape out into a pretty cool card. uh, And it's going to be streaming live. Yeah, live. For free. For free, which is awesome. For free. Very cool. Yeah. So, no more excuses for you guys not to check out AEW. It's going to be free. Uh, They'll be talking more about that as the date approaches. But, yeah, they're announcing lots of matches. And the card is looking pretty sweet. Yeah, it is really starting to round up. And uh, they also announced on uh, the Road to Fighter Fest, which was on Nightmare Families. That was released today. I'm sure you didn't get it. What's that? What's that? <laughs> yeah, what's it's that? Cody Rose's channel. Nightmare Family, YouTube. Anyways. So this is this is, this is on top of Being the Elite? Yeah, Being the Elite is Being the Elite. And then you have it's like a it's like a it's like a weekly episode they release or something. Uh, yeah, it's, it's 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 just like it was a Young Bucks channel and they're on like episode one fifty six. But now it's kind of more geared towards almost exclusively AEW. It's just kind of them promoing all the shit that they're doing and they do match announcements. Um, and then over on the Nightmare Family channel, they did a whole like road to double or nothing. And then we thought that it was just going to end after it. But it segued into the Road to Fighter Fest, which is super exciting because I actually prefer um, Nightmare Family over being the elite. I think it's just better, it's more well put together, I guess you could say. But they, they announced something. You're going to be interested in this one. Um, there's going to be a triple threat match at Fighter Fest. Nia Rose is back in it, but Yuka, Sakazaki, and Riho are going to be in it. Those were two of the six women that were in the Japanese match at, uh, at Double or Nothing. So I didn't know that was going to be. I saw the graphic and I thought they were on the same team or something. No. Uh, that actually, I agree with you. That's going to be pretty cool because then you have Nyla Rose now, kind of working with these women yeah. and seeing how their styles kind of going to clash. Because at uh, Double or Nothing, you know, the Japanese talent had their own match. They kind of did their own thing. So now, how how well are they going to blend? It's going to be really cool to see, guys. Uh, keep an eye on this match. I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to showcase Nyla Rose a little bit better than the match that she had. Um, at she, she didn't look good, and I she know I'm like it's a, it's a very like sensitive, I guess wrestler to comment on. I guess to some degree. Oh well, we're gonna but have like, to. I mean, we gotta treat her treat all like, equally, right? So, I I think she should she could have been in a lot better shape, and I'm not saying she should have been thin. I'm not saying she just like she did not look all around did not look like she was ready to go. Just, I'll agree with you. She looked gas most of that match, and she spent most of it on the outside. But I just don't think that. I don't know with the, with the who was added to that match was it Aja Kong or Awesome Kong? It was Awesome Kong. I get those two mixed up. So to have Awesome Kong come in and Nyla Rose to lose like being you know the beast in that match, I think really yeah that was her. yeah that was a weird uh, yeah that was strange that they did that. So but I guess she felt the I guess the brunt of that and maybe this is a way to kind of build her back up. You know what? To be honest with you, she's gonna win this match already now. This is, makes sense I, to me. I'm just excited to see uh, Yuka Sakazaki and Riho back in a match, man. I really, really, honestly, it was one of my favorite matches from Double or Nothing. So to see them right back on the next Agreed. card, very happy. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, on the same episode, uh, uh, you're gonna you're gonna have to watch this because it, it introduces 
Um, a lot of the, were they on this episode? Were those were they in the episode or just no? It was just Brand, Brandy. It was just like an interview with her, and she just announced the match. And uh, okay, they they kind of showcased a few of the things that she really liked from each one of the women at uh, at Double or Nothing. But then there was a Joey Janela promo on Moxley, and I'm not going to give it away for you, so I don't want to spoil it for you. But it was really really good. Right, you got to check it out. And then they cool. they also end the episode pretty much introducing who Darby uh, Allen is. Uh, he's going to be facing Cody Rhodes at Fighter Fest. And Did he, is he is he somebody who changed their name or something recently? I feel like no, they they well known on the indie scene beforehand. I, it's a name that like I honestly don't really recognize that much. And sorry guys, I have no idea who he is. I, I tweeted it out today. Okay. I have no I had no idea who he was. I knew I knew he was announced for Fighter Fest, so I kept an eye on him, but I still didn't see anything from him. I know who Joey Janela is, but I've never watched any of his matches. But from the sounds of it, uh, it's gonna be fucking crazy both these matches. So should be uh, so Mox versus. Joey Janela, which is going to be just insane. He's like, they're kind of like deathmatch guys. You, oh, that's, that's what I'm telling you. That match is going to be crazy. The spots are going to have, it's going to be insane. Yeah, I'm really excited. But you got to check it out. Because just the, the production of of the of the YouTube show is really good. Oh, Darby Allen looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's just nice that, like, you know, WWE has, has all this money and all these amazing wrestlers. And in a 10-minute YouTube video, you know... I, I've learned two characters that I've never known before and I didn't have to have Michael Cole tell me who they were. They just talked for like a couple minutes each and you got an idea of who they are and what they're all about and who their characters are. So good on them, man. AEW's just fucking killing it, man. I get this. This Derby dude only started wrestling in 2015. Yeah, he's a skateboarder. Yeah, he used to be homeless. Yeah. Look at that. Cool, man. Yeah. Guys, if you want to chase your dream, you too can be a wrestler. <laughs> and it doesn't take, it doesn't take that long. Um, one more thing to wrap up AEW. Um, sure. Apparently, AEW and Pac are still in talks to to get him over to the promotion. Um, it hasn't really progressed, but the talks are still continuing, and Cody Rhodes is still help uh, helpless. I was gonna say, hopeful. Sorry. <laughs> and helpless. Maybe. And maybe hopeless. Yeah. Uh, but yes, uh, I really hope we do see Pac, uh, I guess, make an impact in AW at some point in time in the future. You can clearly see that Cody Rhodes definitely wants to prioritize this. They don't want to have him slip through his fingers. But then this whole creative control thing, what is it? Does he want to go in and win everything? He didn't want to lose the Kenny Omega. Is it really that? And if Cody's like, you know, no, it's, he's always been a pro. He's very professional. Like, why aren't they working it out? I'm just wondering what it's all about and if one day we're ever going to find out and Maybe we will, but that's cool to hear that they're at least still in talks. And uh, I'm wondering what he's going to be up to next, even if it's outside of AEW. I always want to keep my eye out for Pac matches. So uh, him being in AEW is just a bonus, and I hope it happens. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it's purely a bonus. I think from what I've read, it seems like he would be fine losing. It's just the timing of him facing Paige, because I, I would assume that Paige was supposed to win that match. Um, Pac was undefeated for like a super long time in the promotions that he was in. So it would have killed all of his story outside of AEW. And I think he just made the decision that it wasn't worth it to do it. And I think the media just, you know, spun it up. That's my yeah. guess. Because he can't be that big, big of a bastard, right? Well, he claims to be. So he's got to live up to that reputation. That's it. Uh, some news coming out of the WWE. Uh, the revival. We really have to go to WWE. Yeah, let's go to WWE. We have to go back to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, the rev- it's funny. I was actually really excited talking about it. Sorry to cut yeah. you off, but I was so excited talking about AEW. 
I was like, wow, wrestling, exciting. And then we're going back to WWE, and I'm actually legit like, oh, yeah, okay, what? Oh, what's I'm going to pick on? your brain shortly. What's going on in the Wii? Um, the Revival are the new Raw Tag Team Champions. Um, after not seeing that belt or any of anybody in that division really for weeks, um, that's what we got to see this week on Raw. So Another part of a hot mess, the Tag Team Division. They just don't, don't know what's going on here. They try to restart it, and then they give the titles to... Uh, Ryder and Hawkins, which was, you know, it was a story. They won at WrestleMania. They were on the night after WrestleMania, and I actually thought it was one of the better matches. I think they took on the Revival. And after that, they just kind of fell off the radar, and we didn't really have any Raw Tag Team Champions. Well, and this week, when they had the three-way, or they had the Tag Team title match in general, I kind of felt like they were dropping the titles because they weren't used. Uh, I felt like it was going to be handed over to the Revival or the Usos. So there you go. The Revival win. They're, what, two-time <coughs> champs? And... I mean... It's good shit. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> the Revival aren't the worst tag team. You know, they're a kind of like a meat and potatoes tag team, but they actually can be a little bit more. Uh, you know what? I don't know, man. You know what? They're like one of two tag teams they, that are highlighted every other week. I, the, the thing is... I got, I got no more words. That's what it is, you know? And, and we might have to jump around here because there's a point that I want to bring up in another segment, but I'm going to kind of bring it up now. It's just that... There's just, you can't even say that this guy deserves it over. There's just nothing. There's no, there's nothing going on with the WWE as far as it goes for like, there's no substance. Like you wrote in your notes, you know, poor Hawkins and poor Ryder. And it's like, yeah, it's just poor everybody, man. Like it's just yeah, poor us. That's the poor us. <laughs> like It's really bad. The revival of the new tag team champions. It doesn't mean anything. There's been no storyline for these guys. Uh, it's not a feud. The belt means nothing none of these victories mean anything it's just another segment that they're going to rush through and move on and on to the next commercial that's just truly what well, i feel like i just feel like they choose and pick their their time their segments who they want to put into it and they want to highlight the usos and the revival because these are the two top tag teams they re-signed the usos and they, they deserve to be there every week and then the revival too right you know like it looks like now they're getting a lot better treatment treatment and now they're being highlighted every week as well too but that said, they don't really have time for any other tag teams or anybody. Uh, I mean, you see it happen time and time again to many tag teams. Gable and, and Rude, Curse Hawkins and Ryder. Heavy machinery a little bit now again. But remember the Vikings? Like, what happened to the Viking dudes? No idea. Like, they're nowhere now. Exactly. So, Sanity, nowhere to be seen. And they're just, they, they dissembled. The Wyatt family, even. It's like when they pick their teams to focus on, all our teams just get pushed aside. You know, we see this in the women's division as well, too. Look, we have the the Kabuki Warriors not there again this week, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't even expecting it this week. I'm assuming they're just gonna repackage them or something, or just pretend like it never happened, or maybe like they have plans for the tag team titles, and then in a month from now the Kabuki Warriors will come back to challenge them. I I don't know, I, but it seems like they have like 15 to 20 people that they want to focus on every week. So you have Roman, you know, Seth, you have Baron Corbin, you have Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. These guys are on every single other. This is crazy. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, which are on Raw and SmackDown every week. Mm -hmm. They're often in the main event or used heavily and they don't really have a direction. What were they doing? Where's their storyline? What's their purpose? I don't even know who's not on challenging Raw for any titles. Playing. Yeah, that's it. And then every time somebody shows up in the other show, they just say the wildcard rule. But it just seems like they have like 10 to 12 to 15 or whatever people they have in mind, they highlight them on both shows. Like Carmella, how much does she really need to be highlighted? Not that she's shit. I'm just saying she works good in the 24 seven angles, but 
having her in the match against Mandy Rose on SmackDown, I just, I'm sorry, against Sonya Deville, but it's like we could have Ember Moon in there wrestling or other women that are on the roster that haven't had a chance to show. I just feel like she has her segments backstage. Why do you have to have her feuding with uh, Sonya and having Mandy there as well too? And like, it's just crazy because we have Raw and we have SmackDown. We have the WWE. These should be the best of the best. That's what they should be striving Mm -hmm. for. So you should have the best women in competition on screen every single week. And I'm not trying to knock them, but the fact that you're prioritizing Mandy Rose as this person, as the top wrestler of everybody, like, to, like not top of everybody, sorry, I'm, I'm going off here, guys, but you should be putting your favorite toys, the best performers every week, and I just feel like they're not doing that. They're just going with the recipes of, hey, blonde, attractive woman, I'm going to get, I'm going to dangerous territory here. It's fine. I'm going, Let's I'm hear going it. To Let's sexist. go. But we talk about this that we week after week, where it just seems like he has these preference preferences for blondes with big boobs. Yeah, well, and I think mean, it's, it's true, and, it, and it's not. You're not saying that you have preferences of blondes with big boobs. You're not saying it. It's it's a fucking fact that WWE cares more about selling somebody versus selling a good wrestler. And I think I think we all know that now, right? It just. Just blows my mind. Like you know, AW and New Japan. I've been watching rest, wrestling matches from the from these promotions, and the matches that they put on, they're fucking amazing competitors. Yep. And I'm not saying the people in the WWE aren't. The wrestlers are very, I guess they are the best. It's honestly the roster in the WWE is the best that it's ever been right now. The utilization of the talent, the focal point on who they're focusing on as talent, the lack of wrestling. It content in the ring of actual substance it just blows my mind and if you're having the women that are on it every week and there's limited time to put them on you should be putting the best of the best your product you should be striving to have the best show every single week and putting out the best matches and the best talent and the fact that it's mandy rose lacey evans oh you know like there's so much good talent out there i'm, I'm gonna ask you the question i'm jumping way ahead here in my notes but um you've always been a wwe guy Always, you know, we, we pretty much both have at no point during the Monday Night Wars did did I ever consider myself a w, WCW guy or an NWO guy. I mean, I, I watched it, but I never considered like in the in the back of my mind, it was like a sports team that you supported. We were staunch WWE guys. Um, is that slowly changing for you right now? I don't know. We're going to have to wait and see. I mean... Look at hockey, right? I was diehard Montreal Canadiens fan. And I am. I love my city. I love my hockey team. But they just break your heart so many times. That's it. And you get you get that though it just you gotta you gotta take that time off. And like I haven't really been as invested in hockey the past year or so. You know, Montreal came close. I felt like we made some stupid decisions in the direction we were going into. I just I, I, it was hard to it was hard to watch. And I guess now the WWE's kind of I don't know, you know, I've tried to look on the brighter side and I've seen glimmers of hope, but it just feels like there is no real change. There hasn't been, you know, they've teased us with it and, you know, themselves even coming out noticing it and just still not making that change. And then going around, you know, when we went to WrestleMania, we went and watched NXT, you know, I mean, we've been watching it beforehand as well too, but, you know, now we're spending a lot more time and focal energy on that and AEW and New Japan and Ring of Honor and MLW and like just having these other, I guess, um... I guess avenues and other alternatives have also been great because you get to see what is out there and what different promotions can put together. And then you can kind of compare it a little bit to what the WWE is doing and what they should be doing. Um, you know, I'm not 
when I say should be doing, I'm using that term lightly, but it's really getting hard to be a WWE only guy. Yeah. I guess say start at least let's start with that. So you're in lingering. <laughs> I'm lingering. You're on I'm t- lingering. You're married. I've downloaded the dating app. <laughs> I am I've I set up my profile. I'm taking a look around. You haven't swiped right yet though. Not yet. All right. You know what? I'm going to pick your brain a little bit more. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And on the other end, uh, we're going to get we're going to get a little bit more in depth about this. What's up, guys? We just wanted to take a quick second and tell you guys about this new app that we've been using. Uh, it's called Podcoin. It is a podcast player. It's great. If you're not familiar with it yet, I highly suggest you checking it out. It's a free app. It's available on iPhone, on Android, and you can actually use it. You could, you could turn your listens into money that you could put towards, you know, Starbucks gift cards, Amazon gift cards, or if you want to donate the cash to charity, you can do that as well. Subscribe to us on there. I mean, we're available there. All of our other podcast friends are available there as well. Um, and actually, if you're new to the app and use the code Talkamania, you'll get an extra 300 pod coins just for signing up if you use our code. So highly suggest checking out today. Again, that's PodCoin, available on iPhone and on Android. Now let's go back to the show. All right, guys, welcome back. Um, So let's pick up where we left off. Uh, Des, I'm going to pick your brain a little bit more. I'm going to try and push some buttons here. Um, I'm going to take a couple of things that are going on in the WWE right now, and I just want to get your opinion on it. Uh, first and foremost, what are your thoughts on everything that's going on with Shane McMahon right now? You know, I took like a real reflection on the content. I'm trying to sit back and be like, what are they doing? What are they doing wrong? And what the fuck is going on? Shane is all over the place. Like he's always on Raw, always on SmackDown. He's such a big focal point. You have Roman Reigns, right? He is the man or he's been the man for the WWE and Shane's the one feuding with him now, I guess, more or less. Um, but why is he? Why are they putting him in our face so much? Why is the focal point so much on Shane McMahon? He's not even a wrestler. He's not even a wrestler. No. And he is like a huge portion of the focal point every single week. Did you? But here, one thing that came out of it really cool this week that I thought uh, was Miz. You see the promo where he went off on Shane? It was good. But it was still on it was Shane one of McMahon. Better promos. It was still on Shane McMahon. But I mean, I don't know. I just. They don't like sit back and be like, here's our ratings week after week. It's getting worse. What's going on? What are we showing on TV? And they just show us more of it. It's almost like they're just throwing it in our faces or trolling us or deciding, you know what? We'll do what we want to do. But I remember like for years and years and years, Shane wasn't even there. And we wanted him to come back. And he finally came back and we were ecstatic. And, you know, he wrestled occasionally. But now being a main focal point, it's killed all that for me. And I just feel like... You know, these wrestlers that are like, damn, you know, like, I want my time, I want a spot, and there's, you know, there's only so many spots to fill. It sh- that spot, that big of a spot, should not be taken oh, taken by the- Shane McMahon. You know, <clears throat> and, and even the spots, like, you were, you were mentioning when you were talking about the women before, uh, even if they get a spot, even if Ember Moon was in that match against Sony Deville instead of Carmella, it's not like it's a real spot. It's not like it's a real creative angle that they're making about Ember Moon. It's not even like they're, yeah, they're they're highlighting her. We're gonna call it highlighting by but just being on uh, on TV. But they're not doing anything that's you know getting you invested in them. Like unless you like Ember Moon, you're not gonna start liking Ember Moon. They're not developing any storylines or any characters. Oh, yeah. 
So, like, I just, I don't know how they can recover from where they are right now without a, like, not an overhaul, but, like, I don't know, man. I think it is an overhaul. I think it's an overhaul and reset button. They got to hit reset uh, and do it right this time. The thing is, this this match should have been made a tag team match with Ember. Why not? Why not have both women wrestle in a tag match? That way you see all people wrestle. You get Mandy showcase. You get Sonya. Like, why Carmen? Why, why not? make? I don't know. Just, I don't get it, man. What's it's worth, though? That's what I'm getting at. Like, let's say they were to do that. Um, well, people want to see Ember wrestle. Yeah, people want to see Ember wrestle. I get that. So you give them what they want, right? You give them Ember Moon on SmackDown uh, in June. The next week, it's not like she's in a storyline. It's not like uh, you're going to get a payoff involving Ember Moon. She's just there. Would you be happy at this point? I mean, at this point, yeah. We would probably be just happy seeing some people that we haven't seen for a while. But we're, it's just going to get stale again. Like, if you're not, uh, you know getting your audience involved in a, something that could be built. There's no builds. None, none, none. And like, like, is there anything that you're excited about going into Stomping Ground? Well, on the note though of like no story, no direction, like we see Ricochet wrestle week after week with no direction and we enjoy it week after week. It's going to get stale and then you're not going to like Ricochet anymore. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah, I hope it doesn't come to that. I mean, dude, the matches he's been having with Cesaro have been phenomenal. I don't know if you saw he almost, like, broke Cesaro's leg this week. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, is he all right? He did his move and, like, yeah, apparently he's okay. But that was quite an injury scare. Yeah. And then Alexa Bliss. You see the – she got the sunset flip. Her head hit the turnbuckle. Like, I don't get the stuff they do. She's someone's concussed. You put her in a TLC match, and then you put them having their head being hit against the turnbuckle. Like, like that looked pretty bad. Look, one good thing they did with Alexa Bliss is put her in that pink leather shirt. <laughs> Sorry, I had to mention it. It was all over Twitter. So I'm lost. What what is this? You didn't see her? It was she, uh, fuck. What match was it? Was she? It wasn't her match. She was out there. It was Nikki Cross? Yeah. Nikki Cross. Yeah, she was wearing like black leather pants and like this like one piece pink thing. Anyways, it was. You hear that, guys? For once, I'm not checking out. <laughs> like, it was ridiculous. I would have been like, the shoes did not match her top. <laughs> Actually, no, I did not even catch that this time around. So. But let's get back to topic. Is there anything that you are excited for, story-wise, going to Stopping Ground? Uh, well, I'm curious to see who Baron Corbin's going to pick as his ref. That seems to be an angle now. Like, Corbin's allowed to pick a referee. That doesn't seem fair at all. I don't know what, what decision was made there, but fair enough. Um, that, was, that could be interesting to see if it's going to be Brock Lesnar. If he is the referee... You know, is he going to count to three? Uh, is he going to let Corbin win to beat up Corbin? Like, I don't know. I have a feeling now the whole Brock Lesnar cash is going to go the year. Yeah. I think it's going to go a very long time. Um, so get used to it. So that match probably won't have a really good payoff in the end. Uh, Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. I mean, I guess they're this is the, the continuation of their feud. Uh, do you see Lacey sandbagging Bailey after Raw? Yeah, I mean, I saw I saw the gifts of it. Um I don't really. I, I just think she just botched it. I mean, to say that she just didn't want to take the move, I don't know. It's, but as soon as she pulled her up, like you, you seem, you think it would be like, oh, they're pulling me. I better jump. But it just seemed like she had to lift her up completely, like dead weight. She might have. Uh, her yeah. timing might have been fucked up. I mean, maybe, maybe we've seen her do a little bit of sloppy, uh, sloppy jalopy in the she's ring. Not, maybe she, that's the she's not too. the smoothest. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a tough one for me to to say that it was a sandbag, but. Look, we got Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre on the card. Uh, you know, could be a good match, but I just see inevitably Roman Reigns picking off Drew. I hope Drew picks up the win, but it could be like Rucker said, 
They're going to have uh, Roman Reigns kick out of the Claymore once and for all. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just Bailey, so excited. Ba- Bailey, Alexa Bliss. Who knows, man? Maybe Alexa Bliss. They're gonna they're gonna pull the the trigger on that and give her the title back. Imagine that. That'd be the one thing that would be interesting to see if Bailey goes into it, Alexa Bliss wins, and she's a champion again. Imagine that. I think the uh, internet would have a field day with that one. I mean, I don't know. Like, okay, the women's division has obviously cooled off, like cooled down since WrestleMania. Um, there's there's no real concrete storylines going into it. It just comes kind of seems like a mess between Bailey, Alexa Bliss. Uh, Becky and Charlotte just kind of all fighting over everything. Honestly, I, I think the wild card rule has really messed everybody up. It has. It's terrible, and it really restricts, you know, the, I guess the opportunities. I don't know, man. It's a clusterfuck, dude. Honestly, like I'm dying over here. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah, I, I I've been a little bit removed. I was in Florida. I missed a lot of stuff. I came back, and it just seemed like, you know, the same ten or fifteen people are 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 on every SmackDown and every Raw, and it's just. It's just the same thing over and over and over, and nothing's evolving, and there's no storylines. Like, why do these guys not even like each other? I, I don't even know why they don't like each other. Just because one's a bad guy and one's a good guy, so they don't like each other? It's really weak, I guess, storyline basis. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, okay, we go back to your original question. Stomp the ground. Anything to look forward to at this point in time? No, not really. I mean, I'll watch it because I will, and it'll be, you know, it'll be an okay watch, and most exciting part of it might be our live show, guys. Make sure to tune in on full press. <laughs> it definitely uh, will be the best part. But to me, it's kind of like a fast lane, right? Stomping grounds, yeah. fast lane, like these kind of just filler, you know, I don't know. I don't really see much happening. When is SummerSlam? I'm going to look it up right now. In August. I think like the first weekend of August. <sighs> so we have like one more pay-per-view after stomping grounds before SummerSlam. And SummerSlam is the, what, quote-unquote WrestleMania of the summer. Well, yeah, it's one of their big events, and uh, I'll be hitting up Toronto going to NXT TakeOver. Not sure if I'm doing SummerSlam just yet. Uh, if I get my hands on some tickets, uh, I have a few possibilities, but uh, either way, I'll be in the city, so it's going to be exciting, and I'll bring you guys along for the ride. Um, when when WWE was at its best... Um, there was a clear mid card, top card, and undercard. And the undercard kind of played the role of introducing wrestlers, seeing if they could organically get over, or, you know, they, they weren't necessarily pushed. If the fans responded to them well, they kind of took a step up. Like, let's take a look at um, Brian Christopher and Scotty Tuhati. They were easily in the undercard for a really long time. All of a sudden, they got slammed into a tag team, they got elevated to mid card. And then, you know, Rikishi comes in the mix, who was a mid-carder, and he almost went to the top of the card, being too cool. Uh, He had big moments, Hell in a Cell moments, all that kind of crap. Do you think the WWE is on track to ever being able to get back to a point where they can have, you know, those three tiers? And and now they kind of use NXT as their, you know, undercard, but then they get to the main roster and they're just murdered, right? So (laughs) that's done. So to me, it just seems like there's way too many people in the top and there's literally nobody in the middle. And then the undercard in NXT is really good. And then when they bring him up to main roster, it's dead. I feel like that whole schematic is just fucking everything up, man. Well, it's like two companies that don't communicate or just That's don't it. have the same, I guess, flow to them. It's, I don't know, Triple H should be kind of, you know, he should be a lot more involved with the main product. I think, I think McMahon should sit back and see the success for NXT and be like, wow, you know, like obviously the, you know, there's some something magic there. You know, we can give Triple H more free reign instead of them having all these writers writing and McMahon kind of just changing the script last minute, doing what he wants. 
and being set in his ways because it's just not working. And right now, like the, the bottom tier is all like the 24-7 people running around now. It's like, hey, we need something for these guys to do. They're not being featured on TV. Let's just make the 24-7 title and have R-Truth running around. You know, when, when R-Truth's not the champion anymore, is this really going to work with somebody else? It won't. Because <laughs> It will not yeah. work with somebody else. I thought it was really stupid this week when like he got stuck in that box at the end of SmackDown and uh, they're loading him up and he's, you know, Ginger's like, where are you taking this box? Like, where are you taking him? And he's like, we're going, uh, we're going to Santa California for Raw. And he's like, okay. And then he like runs to his car or wherever he's got to go to go to California when he could just like pry open that box and take him out and pin him. Like, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It was just stupid. And, and, and but. San Jose and LA aren't that far. It's not going to take him a week to get there. <laughs> he's going to die in that box. He's going to die in that box. Guy. It'd be funny if he tweeted from the box like for the next week. Oh my god! Actually, that would that would probably go over really well. Honestly, yeah, that's pretty funny. It's a shame that that belt is the most, in my opinion, I'm not going to say prestigious belt, but it's the most belt I have interest in right now with WWE. I think it'll grow on us too. I mean, like it is an ugly design, but it's a different design, and you know it could be nicer. But I think I, you'll see next year at WrestleMania people will be walking around with that shit. Imagine if people would be running around like pinning each other. Oh my god! Uh, I wouldn't put it past the the nerds. Um, Jay Bomb's gonna be there next year doing it. <laughs> I I see a lot of people, um, you know, defending WWE and saying that AEW could make moves the same moves that a uh, sorry the same thing could be done in AEW that's done in WWE and everyone's gonna shit all over it in the WWE, but love it in AEW. An example that I saw today was that the Super Smash Brothers got their name changed. Yeah, I saw that. Okay, but here's the thing. Okay, this is a big fucking difference, and it it makes sense with what you're talking about, how NXT and WWE don't communicate. They're the same company. Okay, so the same fans are watching them. AEW signs these dudes that they've never been in AEW before. So for them to get a new name, who gives a shit? You know what I mean? But if you're in NXT right. and you come up, you're in the WWE already. You're in developmental. So if you come up and your name is changed, what the fuck was all that building for? It's a good question, man. You gotta tell once you get the answer, let the WWE know. <laughs> no, but it's just I I get that people are saying like if you do it in AEW it's golden if you don't if you do it in WWE it's trash. But the thing is is that there is something magical going on outside of the WWE. Okay, and you can't really always say it. Like, look, girls, let's 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 use women as as a thing, right? You can want to hook up with one girl but not the other girl. They're both girls. Okay, one you like more because there's just something going on. There's sparks flying, and I think that's what's going on right now. And for guys like me and you who have been WWE fans for our whole entire life, I think it's fucking crazy, dude. What when you text me, like I woke up this morning to five texts from you after SmackDown, and I was like, holy shit, Des literally is disinterested in the WWE, <laughs> and it's I've never seen that. I was I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen. But yeah, you like I was this, ranting. Man. Yeah, man, I was so I was, yeah, I was building the shed. And I brought my tablet out and I actually put like my TV on my tablet and I had it beside and I'm like kind of watching as I'm going and like already goes to show you I'm doing other things while I'm watching yeah. it. I'm already starting to detach, right? And just the stuff that's going on is just rolling my eyes. Like Shane McMahon, it was just on, the segment lasted forever. He does an in-ring promo, then he makes the the Miz wrestle Elias, then Drew McIntyre, then him. And it's just like this long ass segment all around Shane McMahon. 
And you have Drew McIntyre, right? He broke up with Ziggler because he's like, I'm not going to be second fiddle. I'm not going to be a bitch. I used you. And now he goes to Shane McMahon and he's Shane's bitch. The fact that Drew McIntyre is, t- is saying on the mic that Shane is the best in the world. Oh, boo on you. <laughs> boo on you, Drew McIntyre. You're better than that. He is. He really is. And and I think it's just, uh, I'm at a loss of words, man. I feel like this this whole podcast has been kind of a rant. I think it's been a long time coming. We're We're... You know, we put a lot of effort into being a fan of this company, and I feel like they're just shitting on us. That's just what it is. I just find the the lack of direction. Like I said earlier, uh, Kevin Owens, like right, he's he's there wrestling every week, but like he's literally in nothing. He's not in any storyline. You know, Sami Zayn, I don't know where this is going. We we really don't know. Drew McIntyre had some kind of direction before, and I was really on the Drew McIntyre train. Yeah. And as much as I am now, he's a fucking lackey bitch, and I don't like that. I like when he was just like you know the Scottish psychopath, whatever you want to call him. He was just like. He was a beast, man. He had been beaten in so long, and I think he's still pretty dangerous. But he's got to be careful, man. He doesn't want to get stuck in that in that role because that's what he's going to be all the time. He's he's losing his edge. You know what I mean? He's he's losing his edge. Yes, absolutely. His image is tarnished, and and I don't know if there's a recovery from it. I don't want a guy like Drew McIntyre, who you know when he came in, you were excited, I was excited. Uh, you made me go back and watch shit of him. I don't want him to need a repackage once this whole right. crap with Shane is over with. Because his package was great. It would have worked. It's, it's you know, let, let's try and be positive. I'm going to ask you one more question before we wrap things up. Unless you have other stuff you want to comment on before we do. Let's do it, my friend. I, I want to know, can you name five positive things currently going on in the WWE? Oh, man. Uh, should prepare better for this one. No, but you shouldn't good. have. It should just come right away. <laughs> well, that's it. I should have. You should let me know earlier so I could have cheated. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say uh, I've been I've been enjoying the 24/7 title. Okay, we could agree on the 24/7. Um, do I like every segment? Do I think it's stupid and cheesy? Yeah, I do. I like the fact that they can get some other stars highlighted. Uh, I want to see what they do every week with the create creativity surrounding it. It's been all right. It's like saying I like the shittier shit, the less shitty shit. I guess you could put it that way. Um, yeah, so that hasn't been too bad. Along along with Firefly Funhouse. Okay, Firefly. Okay, I, I'll I'll agree with that one. I, I don't think it was as good this week. I think the Muscle Man dance was pretty hard to follow, uh, but you know it has been all right. I guess as well too. That's something to look forward to. But also them replaying it, like you know, on Raw and on SmackDown. Again, these are things that they're repeating. They're focusing on certain people, and it's just eating up more time. So sometimes a little bit too much of it. I just want to get it on Raw. Yeah. I don't need to necessarily have it on SmackDown. Um, and you know what? Uh, you know, here's one that's kind of interesting, just because I want to see how it develops. Um, I like Daniel Bryan. Um, I I find him interesting. I like when he's a tag team par- a tag team champion and. I think they were saying they're the universe's champ, something like they were the universe's champion, Planet's and they refused champion. to, they, yeah, and they refused to fight the heavy machinery because they are aliens. <laughs> and like, I'm just like, what does he even mean by this? And he's legit trying to convince you that they're like aliens, and it's just ridiculous. But Daniel Bryan does it in a way that it it's just kind of entertaining. It's good, yeah. Daniel's good. Daniel's good. Yeah, it's good shit. It's good. It's good shit. Um. But, you know, I think my ultimate one, and this is kind of funny, had to be NXT. No, and that's fair. You know, they're part of WWE. So, of course, NXT is, is a huge positive thing we could take away from it. But isn't it funny that, like, my most, my favorite, when you ask the question, what's your favorite thing right now about the WWE? My favorite thing is NXT. 
which is not even the main product. Yeah, I mean, we literally called it the undercard, you know, developmental. And, and it's the best part of, you know, the whole WWE package, the network, pretty much. But I'm always excited when NXT TakeOver comes around. You know, now we're doing a lot more about uh, our predictions on this as well, too. And we're, I was live tweeting, and we talk about it on, our, on our, our podcast the following week when we recap. I did something about when NXT is coming around. I feel special. I feel excitement, kind of like a mini WrestleMania. Every takeover is like a mini WrestleMania. I agree with yeah, you. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Can you name a fifth? Uh, Cesaro and Ricochet. Okay, Cesaro. I've uh, been loving their matches. I don't get tired of it. And you know, now they're kind of doing multi-man matches, and they're still kind of being able to show that chemistry in different ways. I don't know where they're heading from here. They made uh, a little bit of a tease that Ricochet might be going for the uh, was the US title. Yeah, US I think? title. Yeah, yeah, US, US title. So maybe they'll be involved in one way or the other, but. Uh, I like it, I guess. I like that. That's the wrestling. That's the wrestling in the show that I like. There, there's there's still a lot about WWE that I like. Um, I love the network. I, I pretty much love, like, you know, all the 24s and 365s. Right, uh, right, right. Right along that's and all good. that. Like, I still love the culture of WWE. Um, I always enjoy seeing all the posts that they make on, like, you know, all the Make-A-Wish stuff and all the charity stuff that they do. That's That's all huge. But as far as it goes for the actual product, I think you nailed it. That's pretty much the only five good things going on with, you know, the television program, Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-views. Dude, dude, Chad Gable cut his hair. You see that? Yeah, and he's on 205 Live. Yeah, he's on 205 Live. Actually, I saw him with the with the short hair on SmackDown. I was like, what did he do? You know, I, I kind of liked the package that he had. And uh, now I saw him on 205 Live. He actually looks pretty good. Yeah. My, so my, it's going to be interesting to see. <laughs> Excuse me. My wife was sitting beside me, and she's like, do you think that they put the name tag on? Because he looks so different. They're like, do you think they put the name tag on him? Because they just panned to him quickly. <laughs> he was running something on the list. And I was like, is 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 he going to try and do like a list of Jericho or something here? Oh, my God. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't know if he'll be like 205 Live and Main Roster. But I'm glad he's getting a chance. I think he fit in good on 205 Live. Um, I don't know. I, I got a good roster down there. And I hope that we're going to be able to see some of the shit that he could do in the ring that we haven't been able to see on the Main Roster. Des. We did it. We turned absolutely nothing into pretty much a one-hour show, which was our goal. Um, I hope we weren't too negative. I just think that unless you're blind to the fact, it's it's honestly, it's as bad as it's ever been. I thought it was bad, you know, Survivor Series last year. I think if you go back into our archives and listen to me talking on those podcasts, I was really frustrated. This is, I, I I'm, I'm a bit out of it. And I can't get drawn back into it right now, and, and I'm scared, man. Oh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of it. I'm going through some of my notes, too, and some of the points that we didn't necessarily hit on. But one I did want to hit on before we before we move on, or before we close out for the day, the Iconics and the Tag Team Division. I think oh. this is really what set me off last night. Because <laughs> I was watching, and I had, had my dinner, sitting there, wanted to enjoy some wrestling. And look, I'm not going to knock the Iconics. Uh, you know, they are okay... No, no, they're not. They're a good they're not, comedy a act, team. actually. I feel like they're a good comedy act. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if they go in, out there, if they went out there and they were able to like put on solid wrestling matches, I wouldn't care. I would be like, I don't mind these girls. These girls are, they know their way around the ring and they're solid. But you have them up against these local jobbers, and you want to make them look strong. But we've been doing that for several months now. And the whole point for these tag team titles were to, you know, give the, uh, the women an opportunity, give them a platform, and create a women's tag team division. I just feel like you could have had them in a tag team match against two other women who didn't have a, have anything going right now. Like, who, where where is this going? There's no 
This is, they are your tag, they are the face of your tag team division, and that is a fucking joke. There is no tag that team division, Des, come on, we all know it's a that. a fucking joke. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to knock the Iconics either, because, like, I don't really dislike them. I just think the fact that they made these titles, they're going to be groundbreaking, really important. They had a chance with Bailey and Sasha to do something good, it didn't work out, and now they're putting it on these two, and it's kind of more, it's a farce. It's, like, it's really disrespectful, I find, and... There's, they really could be doing this. They could be doing so many things right that they're not. It's really hard to watch. Who books this shit, right? Who books this shit? Uh, hey, Big E's back at least. Yeah, Big you know? E's back. I mean, there was. I mean, yeah. Okay, let's 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 talk about that real quick before we wrap it up. That pop that he got on the hot tag was huge. I'll give him that. But again, they spoiled his back return. Pass. There's no story yeah. to it. Yeah. Well, they tell everything now because they want the ratings. Oh, Big E's coming back. I'm gonna tune in. You know. Hey, one thing I did like, though, this week, those YOLO County Tag Team Championship titles. Yeah, I felt like making it. <laughs> Dude, Heavy Machinery's actually carrying them around now. So, that would be fucking hilarious. Heavy Machinery's man. still good. I thought their promo coming yeah, out. Yeah, well, they're funny. Too. They're comedic. So, hopefully, you're going to push this Dan O'Brien story with them a little bit more. Um, that's why I'm curious to see what uh, what he's going to say and what he's going to do. I love Daniel O'Brien, man. Daniel O'Brien is good. He's, there are a few positives, but I think I think it's safe to say that, you know, we're all frustrated out there, guys. Uh, let, let's hope that Stomping Grounds could be in the past, Super Showdown could be in the past, and we could start getting some builds heading into SummerSlam. And, uh, you know, we've got Fighter Fest coming up, uh, NXT TakeOver. Uh, Toronto is going to be a great show. Dez is going to be there. I think I think there's some positives going forward, but right now, you know. Oh, if I get to see EOB Baszler for the title at the TakeOver, I will be a happy man. It's going to be exciting. Uh, almost as exciting as it's going to be for J-Bomb. Uh, right after we finish recording, we're going to go check out Game 7, the Stanley Cup Final, Boston Bruins against the St. Louis Blues guys. Uh, it's going to be hot. And look, we got Toronto Raptors taking on the Golden State Warriors as well too, man. And they almost closed it last night. Uh, it came really close, and they just missed that final buzzer, buzzer beater. Oh, come on, get behind your country. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, the worst thing for me is if the Raptors win. I hate Have you that. actually sat down to watch basketball, though? Uh, I've watched basketball. I, I think it's an exciting game. I just, I hate Toronto sports, so sorry. Well, now you know how hard it's been for me during this Stanley Cup final and Boston Bruins ride to the Cup. But you know what? Best of luck to you, my friend. All right, brother. On behalf of Talkmania, J-Bomb's out. Dez, say bye. Happy Rusev Day. Go Raptors! And Blues.